one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com On DAB Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Fight Night with Adam Catterall and Gareth A. Davis on Talk Sport. You're listening to a Fight Night special live from Los Angeles, California. I'm Adam Catterall. It's a pleasure to be in your company once again uh, to give you a little behind-the-scenes insight to the biggest heavyweight fight of the year between the WBC champion, the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, and the man who three years ago, nearly to the day, beat the man who beat the man, the self-proclaimed Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. from Tyson Fury and again, Bradham's got him, and he is out, the Brazilian there. From the United Kingdom, the new unified heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury! You know what, I'm savouring nothing. The only thing I'm savouring is smashing Deontay Wilder's teeth in. That's it. When it comes to Tyson Fury, I definitely, I, I, you know, I'm all about devastating knockouts. That's what I do. Clubbing left hand by Tyson Wilder. Down goes Ortiz. Bombs away from the Bronx Bomber. Moments ago, the undercard press conference finished uh, here in Los Angeles. Throughout the next hour, you're going to be hearing from some of the fighters involved at the weekend as they casually drop into the show. First, though, to the main event. Here's what Tyson Fury had to say to the world's media yesterday. Wilder's been a WBC champion since 2015. He's made seven defences of his world title, but he's still unknown in this country. So what do they need to do? Bring in a big mouth Brit from England, the best fighter on the planet, and let Wilder get his ass kicked. And on Saturday night, the whole world will know Wilder as the person that Tyson Fury just knocked out. So we'll get fame out of this, and it is a very good stuff by Al Heyman and uh, DiBella and the rest of his team. Get himself a good item from Tyson Fury, then he can go and rebuild and start together, fight somebody else, and then they have a name. Even if they lose to me, they've still got a name, because I've given them fame. I went down the street yesterday, and we asked 50 people, you've heard of Deontay Wilder? Two people said yes, and they were boxing fans. And did you ask him if they knew who you were? 100%. And they all did. Every one of them. <laughs> Tyson Fury on top form yesterday, uh, yesterday during the press conference. Uh, following the main event press conference yesterday, uh, which ended in mayhem, I caught up with the champ Deontay Wilder to get his take on the huge fight. Come on, man. How many, how many times we just seen guys to try to outbox me and they still get stunned? Look, at, I always go back 
I always go back to the Stavern fight when I fought him. Many people say how great of a fighter that he were, how great of a, a, a boxer that he were compared to me, and how it was the same scenario. The, 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 the fighter against the puncher. And what happened? What happened? The puncher turned into a boxer that night, and he put him in the hospital for several days to the point where he had many knots over his head, and he was pissing blood. That's not safe. But because of that buildup, because of the animosity that I had for him, he suffered it. He suffered. You know, he suffered more than anyone worked. See, everyone out here can say things because y'all guys ain't going to get in the ring. So I only take certain people to a, or a grain of salt in my ears. Oh, he this and this. But when the fighters start believing the hype around him and coming in, now I, I'm a, I can apply whatever need be to you. Because you're in this ring, you sign that contract, and whatever goes down and whatever happens goes down and happen. If Fury don't belong in that ring with me on the night of that fight, he's not gonna be there. He's not gonna stay. And I promise you that. Deontay Wilder speaking to me yesterday after uh, the main event press conference, as ever, alongside me for a little bit of uh, fight night. This being a special show, the one and only um, Kung Fu Panda himself. It is Gareth there, Davis. How are you, mate? Well, I could have used my Kung Fu Panda skills yesterday as Deontay Wilder faced me down on stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I looked into his eyes and I saw nothing. Um, I just saw a guy who was it, was... it was almost pantomime in a way. I think there was a lot of pantomime up on stage yesterday. I think Tyson Fury clearly got under the skin of De Deontay Wilder. Mm. He's bothered that... He's not a star in America, that Tyson Fury's been, uh, become a darling of the American media, that Tyson Fury is a traveler, he doesn't know what travelers are, who's come over here, he's not intimidated, he's not worried, mm. he, he fights like he's cleaning his teeth in the morning, it's just so normal for him to do. And Deontay Wilder, I think, was very edgy yesterday. He had to go at me, another journalist, because he kind of recognized us. Um, Tyson Fury pulled, apart from getting wildest finger in his eye by mistake yesterday mm. um, and, and, and Tyson's so brilliant he just said it, it, it wasn't deliberate he knew what was going on there was a lot of mimicry and a lot of pan, panto up there but Tyson Fury clearly got under the skin of Deontay Wilder uh, well let's bring in uh, a man that works extremely uh, close with Tyson obviously Ben Davison who's been uh, uh, his trainer on this uh, fantastic road that's uh, where we find ourselves on Saturday evening. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? I'm all good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, we're, 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 well, listen, it's fight week, mate. It's heavyweight fight week, and we're absolutely are in our element at this moment in time. You must be as well. It's an exciting time to be around, uh, not just British boxing, but world boxing. Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a fantastic matchup. Um, looking forward to it. All the work's been put in. Uh, it's been a hard but enjoyable 12 months and it's led to this moment. Mm. Yesterday when we, when we spoke, you did allude to the fact that something might happen at the uh, at the press conference yesterday it's got to be expected hasn't it these are fighting men big boys you know what i mean there's a lot on the line on saturday night it's got to boil over at some point 100 percent. and when you have two men that have such self-belief you're always going to get that situation if two alpha males come together in the jungle the same thing happens <laughs> and it, it's uh especially at this point in preparations you're always going to get it i am um I, I'm impressed with Tyson's demeanour. Again, you spoke about this yesterday, this self-belief and this confidence of which you're uh, incredibly impressed with over the last year especially. But just watching him this week, I mean, I saw on in someone's Instagram yesterday that he's knocking about in his little Versace robe, enjoying himself, chilling out. <laughs> he does. He's, You know, and I got this. Gareth, we were... Uh, uh, when, 
when the Dusseldorf fight came about, it was like he's born for these moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, and not, I, not every fighter can say no, that. They uh, take it in the stride. Well, he's not just born for these moments. He was born into boxing. It's the national sport of... Fist fighting is the national sport of the traveller, if I can put it that way. Mm. And he's from ten generations of bare-knuckle fighters. I'm not I'm exaggerating here when I say that he belongs to one of the most famous fighting, fist-fighting families that exists. And cousins and, 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 and family relatives, everywhere you look, there are boxers and bare-knuckle fighters. And, mm. and so he, he's born to it. And I think he's very, very comfortable with these scenarios. Vladimir Klitschko and his crew, and Vladimir Klitschko was very favoured by the German boxing authorities, was able to get away with an awful lot ahead of that fight in fight week. And John Fury, Peter Fury, Tyson Fury, they just kind of like tossed it off like it was nothing, like it was a, it was a fair fight out in the yard. Do you know, seriously, that's what they were like with it all. And that and was kind of, Tyson, I mean Ben, that was kind of like Tyson's attitude yesterday, when it did, like, like we just said. It was an accidental eye poke. It got a little bit aggy, mainly not from he the two it, guys. Though. He, he took it, it. It went. He did take it, but then it was like, shirts off, let's just go, man. We'll fight. Well, do you know <laughs> what it is? Um, when I'm preparing a fighter for another fighter, I always mentally take them up a few levels, and I've com- I, I sort of believed that Deontay was elite level mentally, like Tyson is, but yesterday changed my mind. I think that I saw weakness in Wilder yesterday where he's trying to convince himself of something that's not there. He's trying to convince himself that Tyson doesn't believe in himself and isn't confident. Mm. He's built confidence off of this layoff situation. And I think yesterday it hit home to reality for Wilder that Tyson's here and he's in for a fight on Saturday and it showed. I've got to say, um, the whole of the Fury families... Mrs. Fury just walked past us. Mrs. Fury, all of them, they're all here. Eight of the girls. (laughs) Makes the the boys happy because they haven't seen them for about eight weeks. (laughs) 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 Just regarding what you just said there, Ben, regarding Wilder. I mean, I like like the guy, but this, this fight week especially, it's like he's looking for a reaction. It's like he's looking to try and make Tyson do something and Tyson's not doing it and that's maybe the thing that is rattling Deontay because he's not getting the reactions that he's, he's used to getting beating guys before he even gets into the ring with them well like I said I don't know if it's him or his team or collectively I think they've been it looks to me like they've been having the conversation of he doesn't think he can win he doesn't believe in himself and it hit home yesterday and I think Deontay thought let me try and put some fear into Tyson that was his thought process and when it didn't happen it obviously caused more of a problem mm. and you're not going to get that with Tyson and to be honest with you it's even shocked me I knew he was elite level but I didn't know to what what extent mm. and this week has even shocked me he's, he's, the difference is he's very realistic about the situation he knows Deontay's a formidable challenge he knows he's a, he's a very dangerous challenger but yet he's still while being realistic about the situation supremely confident and supremely calm but that only adds surely to yours and Tyson's confidence the reactions that you're getting out of of Deontay Wilder if he approaches the fight like that on Saturday night you're in away we go well I think Deontay will look to start fast I think he'll look to start fast um, but but not reckless I mean that can't be you've got to be ice cold in these situations well, even you? if he is reckless we've got to be realistic he's a dangerous man a very dangerous man but you usually get that situation with your typical punchers that, that if they tend to start th- start fast you'll see a deterioration around rounds five and six yeah and if you do that and Tyson's into his groove it's game over mm. for sure um there's a very interesting thing Tyson I sat down with him in his hotel room or in, the, in their hotel a couple of days ago and I thought 
the thing is about Tyson, he's such a student of boxing as well, isn't he? That he he he, he looked through um, Wilder's opponents and he said, really, apart from Bermain Stavern the first time, Eric Molina, Johan Duhalpus, an old Eric Molina, Johan Duhalpus, um, and uh, and Luis Ortiz, he hasn't really fought. Many, Gerald Washington. Uh, Gerald Washington, sorry, as well, yeah. But I mean, but still, ha, but did, uh, this is what the caveat to that, he said, but did Gerald Washington really believe he could beat Deontay Wilder? Those other four there believed they could beat Deontay Wilder before they stepped in the ring, and I do agree with him on that. Wilder is facing a person who utterly believes that he can do it. He's the guy that beat the guy who be- was the world champion for 10 years, mm. uh, a master he took his jab away. He outboxed him. Wilder's a different proposition. As Ben keeps repeating, this is a very dangerous man. Of course he's a very dangerous man. He's got one of the most dangerous right hands in boxing. You know, he does cock it. He does show it. Um, Tyson's very good at seeing punches. Um, so it's very difficult. The, the thing is, the reason why this is so exciting as a fight is that it's a guy who's the lineal heavyweight champion undefeated, a guy who's knocked out all 39 opponents undefeated, it could be a draw, I don't think so, but you don't often get this in the heavyweight division. Ali and Frazier in 1971, Ali coming back after three years away, former world champion, Joe Frazier unbeaten, Ali unbeaten, it's that kind of moment, and that was called the fight of the century. Um, this is a moment in time for Deontay Wilder to try and make his name on the back of Tyson Fury. It's, I mean, if this, was, if this was Deontay Wilder against another one of the challengers from over here, there'd be, we wouldn't be in LA, we'd be at the Barclays Centre, there'd be 9,000 people mm. there, and there wouldn't be this attention. It, it, it's, 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 it's an explosion of two great characters, one brawler, puncher, and one great boxer, with both with great storylines and we're crescendoing now to yeah. Saturday night. It's brilliant. From your point of view, Ben, obviously you've worked incredibly hard on Tyson, both physically and mentally. And it's the mental side that I just want to touch upon right now. As I said earlier, he seems born for these moments. I mean, the world's media is on here. This isn't just Britain and America, mate. The world's media is here. We've been speaking to people from China and all sorts of places this week. And he just does... He seems so comfortable... From your point of view, is is that then easier to prepare him for the fight? Because the mental side of it is probably the biggest challenge, isn't it? A hundred percent. Boxing's uh, mental's a massive. The mental side of it is a massive part of boxing. But like I said, he's even shocked me when we come into this training camp. Um, I saw a different side to Tyson. You know, when he boxed his, his comeback opponents, he was a bit like, well, I could beat these. You know, yeah. tomorrow. Um, but coming into this fight and this training camp there was a massive difference and like I said the difference is that he was he's realistic about the situation but yet still still so confident yeah. still so the relaxed. beard is off I can see Tyson Fury and he's clean shaven look <laughs> the beard has gone that's it you've got to get rid he's of it cut his, he cut his before you did you know uh, I did know this morning I come downstairs he come over to wish me happy birthday of course happy birthday of thank course thank you very much <laughs> yes. um, and uh I thought, who, I genuinely did think, who the hell is that? And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we said yesterday in our little chat, when there's jeopardy on a fight, when there's an edge of fear is probably the right word, mm-hmm. you get the best out of him. A hundred percent. And um, yeah. listen, Deontay Wilder's a different, different opponent to Klitschko. Um, there'll be different weaknesses and different strengths. But 
Tyson, especially like I say, this week has shown me he's super elite, super elite. In a, I'd, I'd go as far to say he's in a league of his own. Mm. I've worked with other world champions. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and I've been around boxing for a long time, and he is he is in his own level for sure when it comes to the mental side you know, of things. Even, even to the point, even to the point where um, Tyson rephrases something when you're interviewing him and uses a different word, almost like he knows what you need in the media. He's very, yeah, very he's good. sharp. Yeah. He's good, man. Really and hopefully, is. we're going to get him uh, over the next 45 minutes. I can see him in the room at the moment. No, we we'll try and grab him. I've just given him the click. Don't worry, he's coming. Listen. Ben, thank you so much for your time. Thank Happy you birthday. Much. Enjoy the birthday as you build up to this fantastic fight at the weekend, mate. Thank, thank you, you very much. much for being on the show, buddy. Let's go. Uh, you are listening to a Fight Night special. We're in uh, downtown LA at this moment in time uh, where the undercard press conference has just finished. Uh, the main protagonist, Jarrett Hurd, he's still in the room. We'll hopefully have a little bit of a chat with him. The man that... Uh, um, unified the division at super welterweight. Tyson Fury's in the room as well at this moment, uh, addressing uh, bits of uh, the American and uh, worldwide media as he makes his way to go and uh, uh, take up his, uh, his, his, his media obligations. Um, but hopefully we'll uh, have plenty of chat throughout the course uh, of, the, of the next uh, few hours uh, here on the show. Uh, Gareth Ed Davis is alongside me at this moment in time, as is um, our commentator extraordinaire, uh, John Rowling. Look at this man, eh? Fresh. You're over that jet lag now, I can tell, oh, my friend. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, no problem. <laughs> um, on, the, uh, on the television broadcast at the weekend for uh, BT Sports yeah. pay-per-view, you're going to be calling this uh, alongside Barry and a great team there. You've been to many, many events, my friend, down the years. Uh, your last one here at the Staples Centre was uh, Lennox versus um, Mr. Uh, Klitschko. Klitschko in 2003. Yep. Yep. Regarding fight week build-up, where does this... Uh, rank among some of the big ones that you've done. Well, I mean, it's not it's not as big as going back to some of the uh, the great ones, you know, sort of the Bo Holyfield and Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield and Lewis Tyson. But I have to say, being here this week for this one, it does really bring those memories right back into your head mm. because it's lovely to see a big heavyweight fight generating the sort of interest that this one is doing. You see, you see Tyson going round the room being doing all the interviews with various American radio networks now and being surrounded by an enormous crowd of journalists and followers and minders you know I mean Adam you look at it and you say yeah this is this is big licks it's real and one of, he, the, one, he, one of the great names of those years gone by is going around with him yeah Jerry he's just, Cooney's up there he, exactly yeah Jerry I mean who still gives you a dig with his left hook in the ribs um um Tyson's just left the room and the room is literally emptied because mm. everyone's gone with him. No, but do you know what it reminds me of is um, if we go back, you know, back in time, you know, you and I have been covering boxing a long time. There, 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 there has not been energy around the heavyweight division for a very long time. I covered Vladimir Klitschko coming to America, John, to New York in 2005, 2006, 2007. And he just put people to sleep. Nobody cared. Nobody yeah. cared. And he, he de had two defences here. They tried to get him to work in America. No, no one gave a damn. The Ooh. figures were terrible. And it, I think for the first time, this is their opportunity to do it. I think they, rega I think they regarded Vladimir as too manufactured, too cerebral. Yeah. And, and too safe. And too, no, safe. Yeah, too safe. Not, yeah. a, not a man of the people. No. You know, you take Deontay Wilder as you like. You might like him, you might loathe him. Who knows? But you certainly notice him. Yeah. And that's the big difference. You care either way, don't yeah. you? You yeah. do care either way. Um, I can't wait for this. 
Yeah, the no, but, but there is a weird thing. There, there is this weird thing, though, John, and, and, and I don't know if you find it extraordinary, that he's got all the qualities that he needs to have, and yet he's still not popular in America. It's very strange. Well, the, 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 the heavyweight division has lost its way to such an extent over here. I mean, it's a long time mm. since there was a big heavyweight fighter commanding headlines over here. And indeed, apart from Floyd Mayweather, any fighter really yeah, commanding headlines. The, the basis, the core support in the USA for boxing nowadays is Hispanic. Yeah. Hence the yeah. appeal of Canelo Alvarez. You know, this is kind of a throwback. Mm. It's going back and trying to appeal to an audience which was there as we were talking about in the in the 80s in the 90s and through into the early years after the millennium mm. it's trying to get that audience back and you know people talk about how important and what a great fight it is for Tyson Fury and what a story it is for him to a large extent as well for Deontay Wilder this is a breakthrough fight for him yep. he looks good here in this fight and he really propels himself forward in the boxing firmament and in American sporting you know sporting pro Profile. It's, mm. it's a massive one for him as well as for Tyson Fury. Not agree with that, 100%. Uh, we had a conversation on uh, on bits on social media and as we've been uh, uh, socialising ourselves uh, around this fight on great comebacks. Um, obviously, we all know Tyson's story over the last few years and where he has been. Um, and if he does manage to pull this off on Saturday, it will be spoken about incredibly fondly along the lines of yeah. uh, Ray Leonard and various other people that have had lengthy layoffs whether it be through injury or whatever it may be and come back to regain championships it's that type of moment isn't it for Tyson it is I, I actually I mean I hear all these talk these talk of comebacks and everything and, and I and, you know I mean I, I talked to you uh, on Twitter didn't I yeah. about, about about what you know sort of things which occur to me and I've had a thought think about it since I actually think that Mike Tyson's comeback has a lot of parallels, you know, because being incarcerated, yes. you know, he's, in a way, his body is being done damage one way or another. And I remember him coming out of jail in, what was it, 94 or whatever, and there's a photograph of him taken with uh, Chavez yes. after he came out of jail. And you put the two guys together, physically, they didn't look he, that didn't, different. he didn't look much bigger no. than Chavez. No. You know, so that's the sort of damage which being in the nick yep. had done to Mike Tyson. And his comeback, you know, physically, getting back into fighting shape and then getting not only into physical shape but getting into the mental shape to really take on big fights you know there are a lot of parallels between him and Tyson Fury you know he comes out and fights Peter McNeely who was who was a nothing and okay blows him away Buster Mathis Jr comes out and blows him away but he, then he would do wouldn't he Real fights were further down the line, and yes. you could argue that he didn't really have a real fight until he fought Evander the Holyfield, and look what happened then. Mm. He didn't recapture those no. late teens, early 20s, did he? Um, regarding the mental side of it, because you spent a bit of time with him, Gareth, um, we've spoken to Ben, his trainer, he speaks extremely well. We've spoken to Tyson, we've seen him in action, he doesn't seem rattled at all, he seems like these, he's made for these types of moments, John. He's, he's in his element, isn't he? It, it, I think, you know, he, he's, he's conquered his mental health issues. It's an extra... I mean, you, we keep having to say this. It's an extraordinary thing to have lost 130, 140 pounds mm. over 11 months. He's back to where he wants to be. I think Tyson does like to entertain people and likes to be around Definitely. people. Definitely. And I think he, he, he feeds off it because he is fun and he's very bright and he's very articulate. Mentally, I've never seen him better. 
Um, and, agree with that. And, and, and he was like this in, although he's grown up as well. The, 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 the Vladimir Klitschko week, people were questioning about, um, it, uh, people were questioning his mental health then. And, and he, I remember him saying to a group of journalists in the, hotel, in the hotel room where we interviewed him, no one has the right to mooch around inside my head. And I remember him saying that because it was the headline on my piece actually as well at the time. And it was, it, it was so true because, you know, th these guys are under so much scrutiny. We're talking about who's got the upper hand because someone got annoyed yesterday. And they're two me huge men that are going to have a fight. Egos. And yeah, e egos massive. as well. But they both got quite interesting egos. I, I, having spent time on a one-to-one -one basis with both of them, they're very, very interesting human beings, both of them. And, you know, it, it, it's I, all, all I think with Tyson is... I hope that his relaxed mental state helps him in the fight. I really hope, because he's going to have to be very, very sharp, that's all. I think he's in a better place psychologically and mentally than he has been in all the time that I've known him. I mean, I've, been, I've commentated on the bulk of his fights mm. since he turned pro. 2008, yeah. 10 years, yeah. 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 And, and, and I can honestly say that, you know, as I, I know him pretty well, and I think actually how he is now, and how he's reacting to what's going on about him. I think he's more comfortable and mature and, and happier mature now well. than he has been in that time. I think he's I think he's where he wants to be. But his lawyer was saying to me just as he came in with the great entourage behind him, he said, "What's he doing here? You know, he, he doesn't need this. What's he doing? Everybody knows what he's going to say and all that." And I said, "Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but he's here because he wants to be here. Exactly. Yeah. He wouldn't want to be sitting." bored out of his head in yeah. his hotel playing bedroom. FIFA playing yeah, FIFA you know. with, with, with Isaac Lowe trying yeah. to make weight I mean he's, 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 he's enjoying himself he's yeah. having fun yeah. you know, so give him his, give him his head get, let him get on with it top man John have you, um, have you got uh, much to do now it's a jolly this isn't it you know what I mean You're at, you oh yeah <laughs> nothing, nothing to do at all just, just, just rock up on Saturday night and try and, you know, whatever comes into my head There's no preparation at all I just wing it that's it the biggest fight of the year yeah it's right. <laughs> yeah I've got one you're, two, the mo you're the most brilliant winger in the industry yeah. I've got one or two I've got one or two things I still need to do yeah. well like the dinner tonight <laughs> We'll, 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 we'll have a bit tonight. We'll have a bit yeah, tonight. John, thank you so much for your time, my friend. No problem. Much appreciate it. No problem. Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Uh, you listen to a fight night special from Los Angeles, California, as we look ahead towards Wilder Fury this weekend at the Staples Centre. We've still got a couple of days before the boys uh, make that ring walk. Uh, and we are obviously right in the midst of, uh, of press week here um, in, uh, in downtown LA. You know We've just done. For the first time ever, we're on the end of Radio Row. We are on, on the, the end of Radio fights. Row, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. And right on the end of the row. Uh, for those that don't know what that is, by the way, basically it's a big media room and it's just a row of radio people from it's around a row, the world. It is. It's but, really that you know, simple. But the annoying thing is with the, with the Yankee Doodles, right, while the press conference is going on, these guys scream and shout and they even drown out. It's atmosphere, the mate. What's the matter with you? No, it's not. I give them some big shh. Listen. Some big hushes. You stop moaning. Listen, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the energy up. It's one of my big rivals in America. Ah, here we go, here we go. He's, he's, he's spoiling for a fight. Uh, Dan Raphael. <laughs> Dan Raphael's here. Yeah, he's, 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 he's fist pumping me, but he knows Gareth, it could go down. Have, you can only have a rivalry if the other guy has a chance to win. That's right. So this is you, got no no you got no chance. But <laughs> look at you, straight on it. Look, I knew you would be straight on it. Uh, Dan's on the short. Our, my, our main man from ESPN. Yeah, Gar- Gareth knows he's my boy. He, and, long, and long this time. is my main man in America this for many Dan years. Said, yes. Dan, it's great to have you on the program, um, mainly because we want um, an, an angle from the US media. Obviously, over in the UK, we've got our own thought processes of, of this particular fight, and we've just been having a little bit of a chat um, with. Um, uh, a couple of guys that are, that are based out here in the States regarding the resurgence around this particular heavyweight bout for a long period of time. The 1990s, the heavyweight division was here. This is where it was at. And obviously with Vladimir Klitschko dominating the division for such a long, long period of time, would you, would you go along and agree with me to say that the American interest has definitely waned on the heavyweight division until this week? I don't know if I would say. It definitely waned in, in America because there was not a lot of top American heavyweights. And frankly, there wasn't a lot of top heavyweights elsewhere other than Vladimir Klitschko, who was fighting primarily in Germany. Uh, So I think the interest is renewed. I don't think it's just based on this fight, though. I think this is definitely a big one uh, in that rise. Mm -hmm. But there's been uh, a multiple of fights in the States that have been exciting fights. Like when Deontay fought Luis Ortiz earlier this year, that was one of the best heavyweight fights in a long time, one of the best fights, period, in 2018. So the interest has been on the increase. There's more and more interesting fights. And... I don't think the American fans are as territorial as some other countries. In other words, if you're a boxing fan, just because the fight's not in America or it doesn't involve an American doesn't mean you're going to ignore it. So yeah. the hardcore fans in the United States, they pay attention to the Anthony Joshua fights, even if they're taking place in England. They pay attention to the other uh, bigger fights that are overseas, heavyweights or otherwise. Uh, certainly, if it's in the United States, it's going to get a little bit more attention. Mm-hmm. This fight is obviously uh, you know, Deontay's first time, and Fury for that matter, at least in this country, as a pay-per-view uh, fight, so it's getting more more hype. The, the mm. promoters are doing a bigger job. The fighters are out there a bit more. Uh, it's exciting. I mean, we haven't had a, a big American heavyweight fight like this in a long time. I mean, I think the last one 
in this country that I can think of was in Los Angeles that yeah. I covered in 2003. When was Klitschko? Three. Three. 2003. Klitschko, Lewis versus Klitschko at the, also yeah. at the Staples Center. Mm. So it's been a while. Do stick with us. Just bear me a second. There's been a goal at Stamford Bridge. Let's get a little update. Uh, Ian Abrams is all over that in the Europa League. Ian? Chelsea 4, Pout nil. The fourth goal in 77 minutes. Callum Hudson-Odoi is pinpoint cross. Headed home by Alvaro Morata, who just come on as a substitute for Olivier Giroud, who got the two goals in the first half, of course. We've got six and a half minutes to go. Chelsea 4, Pout nil. Thank you very much, Ian. Much appreciated. Uh, we're in Los Angeles, uh, California, for a fight night special. Myself, Adam Cattrall, Gareth Davis and Dan Raphael is joining us uh, from ESPN. Dan, here's a, here's a question for you. Regarding this fight at the weekend, where do you... Does the, is the winner of this fight the number one heavyweight on the planet? That's a hard question because you got to see the way the fight goes. If Deontay Wilder wins the fight and does it in, in pretty good style... There's a bona fide argument to be made that he's number one over Joshua mm. for a variety of reasons. He'll have had the win over Fury, who's the lineal champion. He'll have had a win over Luis Ortiz, who was, when they fought, other than Wilder and Joshua, was the number one heavyweight besides those two guys by most people's considerations. Um, you know, I do play stock in the lineal title. He's the man who beat the man. I mean, Tyson never got a chance to defend that title because of the layoff after what happened in the Klitschko fight. So Deontay, you know... There'll be, it's, it's a great argument. And by the way, that's the reason why people are going to want to see Joshua versus Wilder if Wilder wins. And, and maybe to a smaller extent, uh, Joshua versus Tyson Fury if Tyson Fury is the winner. Mm. So, so who do you rank as the number one in the world before this fight? I have rankings on ESPN.com's boxing page that I update every single week. I've been doing rankings since my days at USA Today. Uh, I started doing them in 2000. And when I went to ESPN, we expanded them in uh, 2000 and. Uh, 2005. Uh, I have presently Anthony Joshua ranked number one, I you do, yeah. and I have Deontay Wilder number two. Now, I'm gonna tell you right now: if Deontay Wilder wins clean on Saturday night, a victory over Fury edge. plus the lineal title will make him number one in my rankings. Mm. So, if Fury wins, he'll also be number one because he'll be the lineal champion, and he'll be and the WBC three. champion. Yeah, of mm. course. Mm. I mean, it's 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 not an exact science, but there's nothing. Uh, inexact about the man who beat the man who beat the man in the heavyweight division because no. Klitschko was the guy. I don't care what anybody says. He had the belts. He had the wins. He had the long reign, etc. And Tyson Fury beat him. And he's and I don't have Fury ranked at the moment because he was off for so long. You yeah. can't just stay ranked if you don't fight. And the two comeback fights he had were against such low-level opposition that it was difficult to place him back in there. Okay. This is a real fight, though. Wait, regarding, regarding then the winner of this at the weekend, because we want to see the winner of this at some point fighting Anthony Joshua, preferably next year. That's what we want to see, right? Mm -hmm. Does If Deontay Wilder is emphatic at the weekend, let's say it lasts four rounds and he knocks Tyson Fury out and he is absolutely outstanding, does it then make negotiations more difficult with Anthony Joshua for next year? I don't think it necessarily makes it more difficult. It's difficult no matter what happens. Even if, if he wins a 12-round mm. you know, fight and it's just a whole home fight, people are still going to want to see that matchup. I, I just think that it's a hard fight to make. I, I'm, I'm on record saying that's not happening in April, in my opinion. I, I know agree. Joshua's got the fight at mm. Wembley booked for April 13th. He has no opponent at this point, but I just don't see for a, a lot of reasons that that's going to happen. Some of those reasons are, and Eddie Hearn has put out recently, it, it started to rumor, first of all, like about <coughs> six weeks ago, that DAZN was signing Deontay Wilder on a two-fight contract. Just explain fight. that for fans back uh, home, what DAZN is. DAZN is the over-the-top over streaming service yep. that is rather like ESPN Plus that's part of Dan's company. 
um, or part of the company that Dan works for. Um, I wish it was my company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sitting here with you boys. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, 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 you would. Yeah, you would. Come on, you love this. You love it so much. We arrived at the same time yesterday. You love it. Um, that that um, does only over the top streaming service that don't stream in America. They're the equivalent to Sky Sports hmm. in the UK at the moment. Um, that there's Hearn is saying that if Wilder wins, DAZN will offer him a massive deal, something in the region of basic $30 million a fight, yeah? Um, but having spoken to Stephen Espinosa today from Showtime, you know all this, Dan. He says, no, that's Hearn playing politics again. It is, listen, and he, and he and wants that to happen, but, it's, he does, but it's unlikely. But mm. it is unlikely because Showtime have got a huge amount of money they can throw at Deontay Wilder. Well, more importantly, they have an investment in him. Exactly. There's also, I mean... I know this is not a word that gets thrown around in boxing a lot, but there is an aspect of loyalty. They've been behind Deontay Wilder yeah. for years yeah. and years and years. He's been been on their network regularly, mm. and I, I don't know what the contract says. I suspect that they have some kind of option on the next fight. But also, DAZN does not have a specific contract with Joshua either. They have a contract with, 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 Matt, Eddie, with, with Matt Matthew Boxing. Mm. But, but they, he doesn't have to put Joshua on DAZN. No. He doesn't have to. From... from you can understand that. I mean, we've been around this, you guys more, more so than me, for a longer period of time. And, and it's become part and parcel of our game, the politics of TV networks and promoters and various things like that. So we understand it. But there'll be people listening at home that are, let's say, football fans, soccer fans, that are listening to our radio program right now thinking, well, why can't they make that fight? This is, this is one of the frustrations of, it's very frustrating. of how we end up trying to grow the sport and bringing new fans in because they'll look at it and go, well, why is that guy not fighting that guy? And all this stuff's going on behind the scenes, and they'll just go off again. What adds to the issues on a on a fight like this, when it comes to a DAZN and a Showtime fighter matching up and making the match, is that if you go back, let's say let's say Mayweather Pacquiao, Mayweather was with Showtime, Pacquiao at that time was with HBO, and so they had to, the companies had to get together and do a joint pay per view. That's not easy. It's very difficult. They've only done it twice ever in their history with that fight as well as Lenny Lennox Lewis against yeah. Mike Tyson many years ago. What makes the DAZN Showtime prospect even more complicated is that Showtime theoretically could work with another entity that does pay per view. They're not going to work with DAZN which does streaming because DAZN's entire business model, yeah. their entire sales pitch to the American public and to the public in the country that they're in is we're getting rid of pay-per-view. Yeah. We're blowing it up. Pay us 10 bucks a month and you get everything. And there is no more pay-per-view. There's no more, at least in our country, it's 75 bucks a fight, 80 bucks a fight. The Canelo, you know, Mayweather, Conor McGregor, $100 for the fight, whatever. So how are you going to take an entity like Showtime, which is all about their fights on their main network, and then the biggest fights on pay-per-view for another fee, and make a match with a DAZN fight, which their whole product is about a streaming service. Mm -hmm. The two don't, they don't jive with each other. You can't go and do a deal with a company that's entirely about doing fights on streaming and not have a pay-per-view. That eliminates a gigantic revenue stream. Mm -hmm. Just before we let you go then, Dan, because um, we have only got 15 minutes left of the show, this weekend, how have you seen it? I'm happy the fight's happening. It's a, it's a top-notch matchup. Uh, uh, and this, people accuse you, though, oh, you know, you're just picking Wilder because you're American and you're yeah, picking you against the because you're American. <laughs> I am American. I'm, I'm, and you are, and you're picking Wilder. I'm a proud you're American. You're picking your Alabaman because you're from West Virginia. I'm actually from New York. But I you live, live in, in West Virginia. I don't live in West Virginia. We're, I live in Virginia. Country mama, much, much different. Take me <laughs> it's a much, much different. Country roads. Our boy's going to knock your boy's spark out. But I, I've never picked fights based on my allegiance to my country. I pick no, fights I on who don't. I think is going to win the fight. And all due respect to Tyson Fury. Unless it's Klitschko. I just think that Tyson Fury 
uh, is going to get knocked out by Deontay Wilder. I've watched Deontay knock out, you know, 39 guys before Every this. Guy, yeah. and Have you got an idea of what kind of – because I agree, I, that's how I've picked as well, between round six and nine. I don't know where, where uh, you, you know. Go. I'm kind of thinking later in the fight, and I also am of the opinion that it would not be out of my out of uh, the realm of possibility that that Tyson Fury could be doing a very good job in winning the fight or making it very close. And yeah. it's up in the air, and it's been a tight boxing match. But Deontay Wilder can land. You know, Tyson Fury can't make a single mistake mm -hmm. in the fight. Exactly. Over. I agree. Deontay Wilder could probably make you know half a dozen mistakes and survive, and no problem. Yeah. You make one mistake against Deontay Wilder, you go to sleep. And the thing about Deontay Wilder's knockouts, and I made the comment the. the uh, Compared to a Joshua, Joshua is a fantastic puncher, also and a, and a terrific fighter. Joshua's knockouts is usually volume of punches he puts them together really well. He's a very well. good finisher when he gets exactly, them yeah. and he yeah. and he puts a guy down over the yeah. course of time. When Deontay knocks the guy out, it's one shot. Good night. Yeah, he's an absolute guy that puts a man on ice. I mean, I've been at fights with Wilder where I like Arthur Spilka. I was talking about that fight that he had uh, earlier today. That was a, one of the only times in my career. I've been covering boxing almost 20 years. I've been ringside for a lot of fights and a lot of knockouts. I thought that Arthur Spilka might be deceased. Yeah. I really, I mean, I'm not saying that. I remember in, you saying that at the time. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, a joking yeah. manner. That was like a serious knockout. Mm -hmm. There's only been a couple of those that I've seen, but that was about as tough a knockout as I've ever seen. Mm. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Uh, the atmosphere here in Los Angeles, California, uh, is absolutely booming, and we've still got two days uh, left to go before the boys make the ring walk uh, for Wilder Fury. Uh, we've still got weigh-ins uh, to go tomorrow. Not that it matters much in the heavyweight division, but it will be quite interesting to find out where uh, Tyson Fury's oh, at now. On, shirt, his, uh, shirts off, bare-chested, face-to-face. Mate, we're checking out men in underpants. It's yeah. not my thing. If you're no. into that, you crack on, son. No, if you want to do that, Gaz. That. It's that moment where, they, where they're, where they're semi-naked, right. ready to fight. Yeah. And no, there's you like a, a bit of that, do you? Yes, it's part of the Semi-naked men in their underpants. You like that? Well, listen... I'm not talking about homoeroticism here. I'm talking about yeah. fights, baby. <laughs> um, don't get overexcited now, Adam. No, I, I'm very excited to see those two face-to-face -face again. Yeah. Freddie Roach told me yesterday he thinks it's stupid when they get two guys face-to-face -face 30, 36 hours for a fight or 72 hours for a fight and even on way. And he said because it's quite likely it's going to go off. Um, It'll be very interesting. Fury will be talking to him. He'll be jib-jabbing him round the, round the shoulders. Um, it'll be fascinating. You mm. know, and listen, there's a couple of other Brits on the card, aren't there? There are. Now, quickly, because I'm just... Uh, I, do you know something? We could talk all day about boxing, we my could. friend, but we'll get carried away. There's another show following us. The okay. sports bar are waiting to get stuck into some football calls. No question about that, so stick around for it. Uh, but quickly, there are some Brits on this on the card. Jason Wellborn, um, he's got a tough task. Honestly, Jarrett Hurd's one of my favourites at super welterweight. I can't see. I'll, I'll go on record and saying it. And I, and I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see Jason Wellborn becoming the new unified champion. I call it light middleweight, and I will continue to call it light middleweight. He's, he's a real battler. He's got an amazing backstory. Um, he doesn't do block paving anymore for the council. Um, he's a great... He will bring it. He will give everything he's got. Mm. Um, but I, I agree. I think uh, it, he's not going to beat Yarrett Hurd. He's a very big, mm. hard, aggressive, fast, swift, as he calls himself, light middleweight and he, he retains his titles um, Anthony Yard is on this card I'm just going to skip over Anthony no offence to him yeah. um, because it's kind of just not, not a tick over fight but it, I won't say it's going to be a majorly competitive for him but Joe Joyce has got an opportunity here against Joe Hanks 
uh, on the undercard here. Joe Joyce obviously has uh, up sticks. He's now training in the same camp as Triple G. It's a big opportunity for Joe Joyce because he's chasing big names and Luis Ortiz, who he is chasing, is also on this undercard. Yeah, massive showcase for him, Adam. He's really got to do the job. He's a fast, big, exciting prospect and just needs to get the job done on Saturday night. Mm. Um, do stick with us because we've got uh, a fight night show coming up for you in our usual slots on Saturday evening. It will be live from LA as we build up towards uh, Wilder versus Fury. We've got weigh-ins tomorrow, so you'll be hearing us across the TalkSport network. And there is a podcast every single day and loads of social media content as well. So make sure you are all over the TalkSport website for everything that you need on the biggest heavyweight fight of 2018. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 